I am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. One of the biggest problems in aromatherapy is conflicting information and crazy wild claims. All you have to do is search essential oils on the internet, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So when you're looking for information, how do you know who to trust, and how do you know what's right? Well, that's the reason I created this podcast, and a course called Science of Aromatherapy. The Science of Aromatherapy course takes you through aromatherapy as a healing art and the history and modern use of essential oils. You'll learn the basics of aromatherapy, the science and chemistry of essential oils, contraindications and safety considerations, and clinical and personal applications. In this course, I take you through everything from how aromatherapy affects epilepsy and bleeding disorders to drug interactions, allergies and sensitivities, and to use in pregnancy and breastfeeding, and even with children. We covered the main modes of application and profiles of the 10 most popular essential oils. By the end of the course, you'll understand the most common contraindications and safety guidelines, how to use essential oils, how to build a protocol, and how to choose, cross-reference, and eliminate essential oils, as well as how to formulate, blend, and dilute essential oils, and so much more. So why should you learn from me? Well, I'm a clinical aromatherapist, and I've been working with essential oils for around 20 years. I've trained with some of the world's renowned botanists and aromatherapy experts, and I teach people all over the world about aromatherapy. I also happen to be a professional health writer and have published peer-reviewed research work in aromatherapy. It's no longer necessary to be confused about aromatherapy. Let me guide you to clarity. Visit livelovelemon.com forward slash science dash course to enroll. Today's episode, we are going to tackle a really big subject, herpes simplex viruses. For most people dealing with the herpes simplex virus, it's type 1, which is cold sores. And this is basically considered a pretty minor situation. It's chronic. There's no cure for it. Most people are not recommended medication unless it's, you know, very severe chronic infection. Most people deal with cold sores through over-the-counter type of remedies, painkillers, you know, lip balms, a variety of different things to help with itching and pain and to, you know, sort of contain the fluids. Other people deal with herpes simplex type 2, which is genital herpes. And this is actually a very common condition, which results in ulcers or you know, these types of cold sores on the genitalia. And it is very contagious, but also very common. And it's thought that one in three adults has HSV2. Both types are very contagious. The fluids that come from the sores is contagious. With genital herpes, there's a, a shedding that goes on that causes the transmission. Contact with mucosa and saliva will result in transmission. And there's a lot of stigma around herpes. There's a, especially HSV2. And so there's different types of treatments that your doctor can prescribe to you. And most lots of times it'll be a type of antiviral drug that will suppress activity so that there's no, not as much transmission and painkillers and different things that can help with sores and healing up the skin. There's lots of different things you can read online about natural cures, apparently, for herpes simplex viruses. And one of those that you probably have read is the Melissa oil or lemon balm. 
And so I want to talk about that today. Does Melissa oil actually help with herpes simplex virus? So there's a few things we have to talk about. The short answer to that question is yes. And the long answer is this episode. So first, let's get a little bit of a profile on Melissa oil. Melissa essential oil comes from the plant called Melissa officinalis. And it is known as lemon balm or balm, common balm or bee balm. And it is a perennial herb that belongs to the mint family, and it is native to Europe, the Mediterranean, and Asia, but it's now naturalized across the world and is grown everywhere. And you probably may even have it in your garden. Most people consider it a weed because it grows very quickly. It takes over your garden really quickly. It's pretty easy to grow. It's a great beginner herb, but most people consider it a weed. When it comes to the essential oil, it requires a lot of raw material, a lot of Melissa leaves and flowering tops in order to actually get the essential oil. And so what happens is this ends up being a very expensive essential oil. Some people get enraged by that. They don't understand why, you know, this weed essentially creates such a very expensive essential oil. It's simply, you know, a supply and demand thing. We need a lot of plant in order to get a little bit of essential oil, that's going to make the price go up. So historically and traditionally, Melissa has been used for so many different things. It's often been used in foods. People today, even today, still drink lemon balm tea. It was used as an antispasmodic and a carminative for gastrointestinal problems and for so many other different conditions like skin healing and headaches and mood disorders for the lungs like coughs and cold. A variety of different things. So in modern plant medicine, we still use both the oil and the herb. The essential oil is high in several constituents, citral, citronellal, neril, and geranial, and these are all aldehydes. And aldehydes can be a little bit irritating to the skin, and so we're going to talk about some safety considerations and a couple of contraindications around that in a few minutes. Unfortunately, Melissa is very often adulterated. It's one of the most commonly adulterated up there with, you know, lavender, sandalwood, rose. This usually happens when a plant doesn't produce very much essential oil, so it's expensive, or if it's a rare plant. And so unfortunately, Melissa falls into that category. And so it'll often be adulterated with lemon oil or verbena, lemongrass, citronella, or it will be adulterated with certain constituents like citronella. So that means we have to be careful about the product we're using and the ointments we're using as well, just to make sure it's actually authentic Melissa. So how do we use this oil? How does this relate to herpes simplex? Well, Melissa is actually very extensively used with herpes viruses, and it has many antimicrobial effects from antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. Now, there's a couple things we've got to talk about when we discuss these benefits, especially around antiviral components. So the first thing is, when you look at a lot of the research on Melissa, you're going to see a lot of research on the extract. It'll be an uh, alcoholic extract or an aqueous extract. These will either be a minor sort of herbal preparation or a pharmaceutical grade extract. And so that's not the same thing as an essential oil. And I've actually seen some pretty high profile health websites talking about Melissa oil for herpes simplex. And then when you follow through on the research that they've cited, 
it's actually talking about an extract. So we have to watch out for that. And when you're doing research, just make sure you're checking what product and type of preparation is being used. Unfortunately, when we when we get into aromatherapy, there's a lot of fervor in aromatherapy and people get really excited about what plants can do. And so I want to talk about the difference between antiviral and virucidal and how that relates to Melissa oil, how that relates to herpes viruses and viruses in general, and also compare it to medications. Antiviral means a substance that kills a virus or that suppresses its ability to replicate and inhibits its ability to multiply and reproduce. A virucidal is a substance that destroys a virus. There's a really big difference between suppressing activity or inhibiting ability to multiply and then completely destroying a virus. If you see some wild claims out there, this is where I think some of that confusion comes. Because an essential oil has antiviral activity, doesn't mean it kills the virus, right? It doesn't mean it destroys the virus. What it does mean is that it can suppress some activity. So when we look at Melissa and herpes virus, what we do know is that the herpes virus has an envelope and it has proteins attached on the outside of the envelope that help it attach to the host cell membrane, which is your cells. And through that, through attaching there, then it can enter the cell, unload its DNA, and then replicate. So what we see in, the, in some of the data around Melissa oil is that it has a direct effect on the enveloped herpes virus. So this is before it has entered a cell. It's directly able to suppress some of the activity and nearly completely eliminate infectivity. So it can do that before it attaches to the cell, but not after it has already penetrated. And similar data showed a similar thing with with Melissa and cold sores, and the data showed that it reduced infection because it treated this enveloped virus, so before it had entered the cell, as well as pre-treated the host cell and produced an 80% reduction of infection of other cells. So what does that mean? It means that early treatment is key. If you feel cold sore coming on, if you feel a flare coming on, getting that Melissa in there as it's starting can help reduce those sores. Now, how do you do this? This is going to be with topical application. The data is showing that when it is applied directly, that this is what can happen. And so this is going to be about putting Melissa oil right on that lesion. So, you know, when it's starting to come out, some people, especially when you talk about a cold sore, some people feel burning, tingling, itching on the lip or around the lips, sort of days or hours before the sore appears. So, When you start to get this sensation, you can get your Melissa oil out and start treating that area and make sure you keep the oil on there as the sore develops. And some of the texts indicate that if you do this, that sore can go away in as soon as one or two days. So the sooner Melissa is applied, the better because it helps the infectivity. So some clarifications here. This doesn't mean that it's going to stop transmission. So this is still going to be very contagious. You're going to be able to pass it on to somebody. What it's meaning is it can heal up the skin, help with the actual lesion as it presents. It doesn't mean it's going to prevent infections long term or destroy the virus in any way. It just means as those cold sores are coming out, that can you can treat that as a way to get rid of it more quickly. This also applies to genital herpes as well. And the way that I want to see this being used really is in a topical treatment. 
Some texts indicate using it neat, using Melissa oil neat on the area. Here's the thing. As I talked about, Melissa oil is very high in aldehydes and aldehydes are very irritating, very sensitizing to the skin, which means many times when people have a flare or especially chronic recurrences of cold sores or genital sores, that this is an indication that there's a problem with the immune system. And a lot of time for that, those chronic infections, many people have lowered immune function. And so if you throw in a bunch of aldehydes in there that are going to be sensitizing, that is playing around with the immune system in another way. And so that could be a little bit of a disaster. What I would like to see then is a higher dilution. So we're looking at high amount of essential oil with a lower amount of carrier oil. And that'll be a high strength synergy, which we use in cases of an acute situation. So heal up the skin, heal up an area quickly. Peppermint essential oil is another essential oil that has been shown to be helpful here as well. So you could add in a little bit of peppermint. You might want to add something like lavender for the itching or the uh, pain. So we can make this into a synergy. So a localized application with just carrier oil and essential oil. We can make this into a lip balm, for example, for a uh, cold sores. We could make this into a, an ointment, especially when you're talking about genital herpes. So here's the thing. If you put that neat on there, it's going to sting. It's really going to hurt. Those lesions are open. And to put an aldehyde on there, it's just going to, it's, it's not going to be a pleasant feeling. And so generally we're going to want to protect the skin a little bit there. So these are highly contagious, right? So make sure that if you're using these creams and bombs, I like to do just a little bit at a time and make sure no one else has access to them. You know, you're not sharing lip balms with anyone else because then that virus can be passed on. And once you have it, you have it for life. And so we want to be careful about contact. And when we're talking about HSV2, there should be, you know, proper safe protection in place. And as well, whenever there's an active infection, there should be no sexual contact either because it's highly contagious. So yes, Melissa oil is effective as a skin treatment against herpes simplex. It's been extensively used for many years in this way. In terms of natural treatments, there are other things that can be added in here, amino acids like L-lysine and things like that, that can be more supportive in helping reduce recurrences. So that's something that you're going to want to consult with someone on as well. And, you know, if you're on a medication, it's important to make sure that you discuss that with your doctor and continue to take it. And to go back to the medications for a minute about what we were saying about antivirals, the, the effective antiviral drugs that we have, they work on inhibiting the DNA enzymes, the viral DNA enzymes. And so these do not kill the virus either. These do not destroy the virus. These are not virucidal either. These are antiviral drugs. They suppress activity and they can help so that you're not transmitting HSV2, for example, to someone else. So those can be an important part of your protocol. What, what can be frustrating is that if there's a chronic infection, you know, sometimes it can become resistant to the drugs. And so that's where it can be a really frustrating experience. And again, there's so many pieces to health. You know, people who have very high stress, people have, who have low immune systems may experience more recurrences or more chronic infections. And so that can lead to other more serious risks uh, and there's risks during pregnancy. However, if you're in a situation where 
you're experiencing drug resistance, then there are some natural things you can do that can help alongside whatever program your doctor has you on as well. Which brings me to some of the other contraindications I want to talk about with Melissa oil. So we talked about pregnancy. Melissa oil is safe to use dermally during pregnancy, which means on the skin. That is safe to use during pregnancy. Melissa oil ingestion is contraindicated for pregnancy with a maximum dose. There is a maximum suggested dose. However, you know, this is not the way you're going to use Melissa for treating herpes simplex. This is really about going to be a topical skin application, not ingesting it. Also, because the high amount of aldehydes and the risk for sensitization, which is a type of allergic reaction, this is contraindicated for children under two years old. So if you have small children who have cold sores, then this is not one that we're recommending that you use. And let's have a discussion before we just jump into applying things on their skin. We can figure out something that's a little bit more kid-friendly. People who have hypersensitive skin, sensitive skin, damaged skin, or radiated skin, the skin integrity is a little bit different. And so they might be more at risk for irritation and sensitization with Melissa oil. So we want to exercise caution there as well. We're going to want to have a little bit more carrier oil involved for treatment as well. So overall, Melissa oil is used extensively as a topical skin remedy for cold sores. And it is the best way to use it is in early treatment or pre-treatment. So just before the sores coming out to get it on there. It's not a form of long-term treatment. It's not a miracle cure. You know, you're not suddenly going to be cured from HSV. There isn't even a medical cure or vaccine for this at this point. And so what we can do is use a combination of natural remedies along with Melissa oil to support the body and help heal the skin. So it's really meant as a topical treatment and actually can work quite effectively for cold sores and ulcers. And as always, if you're interested in any of the research that we've talked about today, you can find the information in the show notes. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.